you're listening to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm Leah Party, the confidence coach for online entrepreneurs. My mission in life is to empower you to make your dreams a reality by learning how to let go of self-doubt and overcome overthinking. We're about to get real on confidence, spirituality, mindset, and business through solo episodes and amazing guest interviews. Girl, let's do the damn thing. Hello, and welcome back to the Canon Confidence Podcast. Leah here, and I'm super excited to have you. I am really pumped for this episode because (laughs) I had a different topic picked out, and it was a good topic. It was something I feel like people could learn a lot from. However, I wasn't like jazzed about talking about it, right? And whenever I thought of the topic for today, it like clicked, like it felt good. And I could have written it down on my list of ideas and done it next week, but I'm really focused on in my business right now, following my intuition, following what feels good. In those moments where you get that intuitive download, that idea, practice following that in the moment. Don't put it off because those are the things we're feeling led to do and feeling called to do. And so that's my first lesson for you guys today because I really feel like that's one of the biggest things that's changed for me in the past, like, I don't know, couple months or so. And it has made the biggest impact on my business, just following what feels good, doing what I want to do, dropping the shoulds, dropping the whatever comes up that tells you not to do it, just doing what feels good. Okay, so today we're gonna talk about why you don't need to be super professional in your online business, unless you wanna be, of course. But I wanna talk about this because it's something where in the beginning of my business, I thought that I had to present myself a certain way. And it's the way that I always felt like I had to present myself ever since working in corporate America. So we're gonna dive into that and how you can use your platform and use your business to really become become one with your life. Uh, Creating a brand that is you and is the real you, it feels really good, it's really fun. And if it's what feels good to you, it's gonna sell the most. So we're gonna talk about that today. First, I wanna mention Shameless the Mastermind. So I'm really excited for this group program. We're gonna be starting in July and it's gonna be an intimate style mastermind. So I'm only entering five girls into this program. Uh, We're gonna do bi-weekly Zoom calls as a coaching call as well as a Q and A. I wanna make sure I have time to give so much individual attention to these girls. We're gonna have a private Facebook group so you can interact with me and network with the other girls. You'll be able to send me your sales pages, your website, anything you want me to review on your social media. So this is the for the girl who feels the weird, shame, icky, uncomfortable feelings around sales. Really specifically, we're looking to take away the shame out of selling and out of your business as a whole. So you can operate more from a place of being yourself and feeling really good about it. So being confident, feeling confident, and why that's gonna convert more for you so you can start having those 5K months and so you can create a path to leave your nine to five. So this is for you if you are in an online business, even if you're just starting out but you have something in place right now but you're not quite at the point of a full-time income, this will be the group for you to transform things As of right now, at the time I'm recording this, I already have three girls signed up for the program. So that means I only have two spots left. So that means if this calls to you, if you feel intuitively led to this, if if this sounds like something that you know is gonna help you and you know you need to take the next step, you know the next level of you has that mentor and has that group of business besties that she can lean on, go to the link in the show notes, hit me up, DM me, 
right away because you're not going to want to miss this program and there's only two spots left. Okay, so I want to tell you a little backstory about how I really changed myself so much to fit the role of corporate America, what I thought that role had to be. So I guess it'd be about, I don't know, 10 years ago now or so, whenever I was graduating from high school, going into college, starting to read the books and kind of develop myself as a professional. And what the books were saying at that time, and many of them may still say this, I haven't read this type of book in a while, but it was things like, don't have your hair too long as a woman. Don't bring cookies to the office. Basically, don't do anything that draws attention to the fact that you're a woman. And I read those books and I adopted that. And truly, it's actually super fucking weird to talk about this, but I, my first job out of college, I was a manager and the other two managers were like 50-year-old men, right? And so I was really careful with how I dressed. I almost never wore like a skirt or a dress. I was in pants every day. I was in button down shirts. I basically like looked like a guy, okay? I had really long hair, um, but when I got into this job, I cut it all off. Guys, I cut all my hair off to fit this like corporate mold that I felt had to be. I didn't want to call attention to myself. I didn't wear jewelry. I was so serious, you guys. I thought like being, I thought that like working your way up quickly in corporate world meant like be so serious and make your whole life about working and work a hundred million hours a week and like hate yourself. <laughs> and I, I lost a little bit of that when I got my second job after college, which was my sales job. I started to be a little more lenient. I noticed I was working with other people my age who wore dresses, who actually looked like a woman, <laughs> who had some fun, you know? And I started to like loosen up a bit. I started being a little more open to like wearing pink and like being a little more girly. I know this is like shocking because my brand is so, like I am so girly, like I wear pink all the time. Um, and I love, I love being a girl. I love getting my nails done. I, I just love all the things. So it's weird that I did this for so long because it wasn't me. It wasn't aligned with me. It wasn't intuitively what I felt like doing. It was what I felt like I had to do though. It was so weird. So I just took things way more seriously than most people my age. You know, I never took days off. I went four years without using a single sick day, you guys. Do you know how many sick days just rolled away and just like fell off my calendar? Like I lost them. I could have used them, at least some of them, right? Um, but I had this weird thing around like, you know, not needing a mental health day because I was this crazy hustler. It was just so stupid. Um, so yeah, I remember going to on one of my first business trips. So I was like flying around the country, going all over. I think it was in Charlotte for one of my first business trips. And the people I was with were much older. I would go to these conferences and I would be, maybe there would be three women in a room of like 50 people and we'd be there all week. And maybe one of the women was my age or like a few years older than me. But most of the time I was the youngest person in the room. A lot of the time I was the only female. And you adapt, you know, you, you just kind of try to, I don't know, fit this mold. But I remember one, one of these trips when I was in Charlotte, going out to lunch with a few of these guys who were way older than me. And they asked me like, um, what year I graduated college or something. I told them and they were like, what? They were like, we thought you were 35 years old. I was 25 at the time. But because of how I dressed 
and presented myself and spoke, I just portrayed this so much older person. And that may have helped me. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say that like that didn't attribute to me getting promotions quickly uh, because it could have. Um, I got promotions, I mean, for in five years, I think I got like four promotions. Like it was steady and this could have contributed to that. But I don't know if that means it's the best thing to do. I don't know if that means shift your whole life around to be somebody you're not just to make more money. And that's truly what I thought was cool back then. So, and I frequently was told that I looked way older. People thought the way I carried myself, I carried a briefcase, you guys. I didn't ever bring a purse to these conferences. I had a briefcase, okay? Like an all black, super boring briefcase. I don't know, I think, and I felt old. Like, I felt like a 40 year old woman. Not that 40's old, but when you're 25, you shouldn't feel like a 40 year old woman. You shouldn't, but I did. I felt so much older than I was. And now, now when I look at the way that I dress, the way that I live my life, I feel a lot younger than what I feel like a 28 year old would or should or could be. Like, I feel like I'm like in my early 20s is how I feel based on how I live my life. Um, because I'm just living free. Like I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. I'm saying what I want. I'm dressing how I want. I just live my life how I want now. And it's so different. So anyways, all of that really to say, when I started my business and I was like, cool, I'm gonna be a life coach. I'm gonna be a podcaster, right? And I'm gonna do all these things, see? I thought I had to carry over a lot of that. I thought I had to be this like super professional person or else no one would hire me, especially because I was young. Um, I mean, here we go. The industry is <laughs> kind of the opposite of that, at least from my perspective. There's lots of young coaches. There's lots of coaches that are way younger than me and podcasters and all these people. But I was thinking, I had to be so professional. So if you guys have seen, and I think it like does pop up sometimes on iTunes and maybe other platforms, I don't even know, but my first like podcast, like image thing, like my logo thing, it was me in like this long pencil skirt. And a coworker pointed out one time whenever I was showing it to him, he was like, why are you dressed like, you know, a much older woman in this photo? Like why? You know, like, why not look a little more fun or whatever, whatever he said. And <laughs> it's funny looking back now because I would never wear a pencil skirt now. I mean, I just wouldn't. They're not comfortable. Like, they can be cute. Like, sure, they're cute. And yes, I guess if I got another corporate job, I could wear a pencil skirt. But like, that's not who I really am, especially not me, the online business person who works from home. So anyways... I feel like I've changed a lot since then, thinking I had to be so professional. Um, and you know what? It doesn't necessarily mean that, you, I'm not saying you, you shouldn't be professional. If what feels good intuitively, if what feels like you on a deep level is professionalness and pencil skirts, do you. Like be yourself, be exactly whoever you want to be. But showing up as more of your real self you know, showing your lifestyle, showing who you actually are, that can be part of your brand too. And so for me, that was a major shift that I made a while back was like, 
showing more of me, showing more of my lifestyle, not worrying if I was showing things that weren't professional. Uh, because, you know, in this type of a business, you are your brand. Your brand is you. The more you-ness that's inside of your brand, the more you're going to succeed. People like that. People like that you're a human, that you do real things and it's not all this just like professionalized thing. Like they want to see the real you. And so it's so whatever feels right to you inside. So when you have an idea of like what you want to post, what you want to look like, how you want to dress, whatever, you, you just got to stop listening to that second voice, that ego voice that comes up and tells you, hey, maybe don't do that. No, don't do that. Listen to the first voice. The first voice is your intuition, right? That's what we want to be led by and guided by. And by being like less professional, I don't mean that you have to like put an Insta story of yourself like smoking weed. However, if that's you and that's part of who you are, then freaking do it, right? Because the thought would come up that might be like, oh, people might be so offended. But like, okay, let me ask you this. Are those people your people? This is like the point I'm trying to get across. The thing, the people, you want to attract the people who are your people. And you almost want to like unattract all the people who are not your people. So you want to be so much of you and so much of your life and how you are and the real you that the people who, who get you get it and they stay. And the people who don't get it, who are not your ideal clients, they fall away. That's what you want. You don't want to please everybody. You don't want to worry about offending people. You want the people who get it will get it. As long as you are showing up as what you feel intuitively called to show up as, the people who get it will get it. And it'll all work. But it all depends, you know, on who is your ideal client. And what does she want? Who is she? You know, what is she going to be attracted to? Typically, though, like, why wouldn't we base our ideal client off of us being ourselves? You know, like, we want to typically attract someone who's like us, who's going to like the same things as us, have the same interests, enjoy the way that we talk, enjoy the same things as us, right? That's, that only makes sense. So by being the more real you and showing that to the world, you're naturally going to attract your tribe. You're going to draw them in. They're going to come to you. And the people who don't like the way you're living your life, they don't need to like the way you're living your life. They're not your ideal client. This was a huge shift that I made too, just a couple months back, really, was, you know, I had this, not big audience, but I had all these people and a lot of them weren't my ideal clients. And I started to shift and, and niche down to what I really wanted to talk about and who I really wanted to serve. And that's entrepreneurs. My deepest passion is helping people realize they can create a life of their dreams. They can create a business of their dreams. It will work for them. Like that's my whole thing. Like I want, I want people to chase their dreams and I want to help them do that. And so for me, when I started niching down and I even like rebranded the podcast a bit, you know, to be more towards online business. I was scared because I had all these other people in my audience and I was like, ooh, they're not gonna like this. You know, it doesn't register with them maybe. And I also just started being more of myself even more than I was before. Like I'm just all the time trying to show up as the most real me. But that's the thing is we don't want those people who aren't our ideal clients because there's so many people on this planet 
There's so many people on Instagram and on Facebook that you can have as many clients as you want that are your ideal clients. There's so many out there. So we don't need to feel like we have to please everybody that's looking at our page. We don't have to make ourselves so vanilla just so everybody likes us, but nobody's fucking obsessed with us. We have to start showing up as us. So I really want you to think about, you know, what is your brand? What do you stand for? What do you, how do you live your life? The other day I posted, I think it was the first time I ever posted a picture of myself in a bikini on Instagram and I was nervous to do it. I was nervous because that's not professional. You know, the whole world's gonna see that, not the whole world, isn't that important, guys. But you know, friends and family, plus clients, plus everybody on my, in my audience, that's like a nerve-wracking thing for me at first. But wearing a bikini, it's summer. That's literally what I wear. Like, I, I have a boat, I go boating every weekend. Like, I'm gonna show you my life. And I'm gonna show you everything that I do. And I'm gonna be proud of it. So like when something like that comes up for me, it's like asking myself inside, like, what do I want to do? Oh, well, I want to share this picture, but the ego comes in and says, hey, what if so-and-so sees that? Or is that professional? I got to ignore that voice. I got to go with my gut, right? Um, so one of the things that I, you know, I named my whole brand Candid Confidence, right? Candid meaning authentic, real, unfiltered. Um, I explain that even though I think that's a very common word because people always think my name is candid. Like on, <laughs> I can't even tell you, almost every day I probably get a DM on Instagram with someone saying, hey candid, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, uh, my name's not, like my name is not candid. Candid is not a name, right? That's not a name, but you know, whatever. Um, Anyways, what was I saying? Yeah, so I named it Candid Confidence. Candid meaning authentic, real, whatever. Because I want to like, I wanted a place to be able to empower women to be themselves, right? That's part of the reason I started my whole brand. So like one of my big values lies behind being real, showing up with no makeup on, showing up as I am, and showing that to the world. And I think that one of the biggest reasons why that's a value for me is because it gives other people permission to be themselves. It creates empowerment. It creates change for people to stop editing their pictures on Instagram and using filters and all these things that make them not who they are. Like if those things are fun, sure, do them. But if you're doing them because the ego is coming in telling you that you yourself as you are is not good enough, don't do that then. We have to learn to shut that ego the fuck down. So one benefit of bringing some more realness into what you do is that you can spread a value if that's a value of yours. You can spread allowing other people to be themselves, to show their realness. And on a marketing perspective, people wanna know the real you. They wanna see who you really are. They don't know that necessarily, but they, so it's all subconscious, right, in marketing, but people, in order for people to buy from you, they are gonna buy from you when they like you and when they trust you. We buy from people we like and we buy from people we trust. How can you build both of those? By being real, by showing your lifestyle, showing people your kids, showing people like the, the non-perfect parts of motherhood, for example, 
rather than always just posting pictures of your kids smiling all the time as if they never cry, right? Um, that's how people can learn to trust and relate to you. And they'll feel like they know you. And they'll like you. If you're the one for them, they'll like you, right? Because you're showing your realness. And those are all the key things that you need to start converting people into paying clients, right? That trust factor, that likability, that relatability. Sharing things people can be like, oh, I've dealt with that too. Or maybe some of you, I hope, well, <laughs> I hope that someone's listening and thinking, yeah, I was like that. I am like that. Or I was like that in the corporate world too, trying to be like a clone, like a corporate clone and trying to be so serious and whatnot. You know, once you share those parts of you that aren't the most glamorous and fun and exciting, people see that and they can relate more and they start to trust that. So other things that I feel like kind of go along with this that I want to share about Instagram specifically and Facebook though, or any social media or anything, website, whatever, we want to see more of your face. We want to see more of your face. When I'm looking at an Instagram page and the person has like graphics or other things besides them as the pictures and they have like a logo as their like profile picture and things like that, I'm just like, ooh, you're not going to have the trust factor there, right? Because people are going to look at that like it's a company instead of a person. People don't really trust companies as much as they trust people, especially ones that they haven't necessarily heard of that aren't huge. We trust people. We want to know people. We want to buy from people. So show your face more, right? Show who you are. Show pictures of your face. You'll also notice when you post, at least for me, when I post a picture like a quote or something that's not my face or my who I am myself, it gets a lot less engagement. People want to see you. People want to buy from you. Uh, the other thing that's really going to help is talking face to camera on Instagram doing videos on Facebook, getting real into it, guys, showing it all, go live, do an Instagram TV story or video. It's scary. It's really, really scary. But it's only scary when you haven't done it. And everything that's worth doing can be scary at first. So you got to practice. you got to practice. And I think Instagram stories of face to camera talking is a great way to practice for your lives and for your webinars. It's a great way to practice. And it's gonna suck at first. It's gonna be scary, but the more you do it, the easier it'll get. I was terrified at first. And I used to re-record some of my things and whatever. And now it just like literally doesn't phase me. It doesn't phase me in the slightest because I've been doing it for so long and I've just been doing it and doing it and doing it and simultaneously doing the mindset work, shutting down the ego. Right? Practicing when that ego voice comes up and says, ooh, you really want to post that? I just like don't listen anymore. And I've been practicing that for so long. Okay. I hope this episode gave you some insight as to why being less professional is often better in your brand. And I hope you have some tangible tips to walk away with. Um, I think that I'm going to give you guys some homework. So write this down. You're going to journal on... How can you bring more realness to your brand? How can you show up as you more? What can you do this week that pushes you a little bit out of the comfort zone 
but it's what you want to do. It's what you want to share. It's vulnerable. It's real. It's raw. It's you. So do some journaling around this and see what comes up. And then the biggest thing to remember is trusting what comes up. When ideas come up, don't shut them down. Don't allow yourself to get out, to get out of it. Take the inspired action. I promise the more you follow your intuition, the more you follow those inspired actions, those downloads, things will get easier. They'll feel more aligned. You'll be happier. You'll have more fun with this. And you'll sell more and you'll grow better and you'll have all the success. Okay, I love you guys so much. If this episode spoke to you, please take a screenshot, share it on the gram, tag me in at mycanda.confidence. If you have any questions, message me over there as well. Don't forget to apply for the mastermind. You are not gonna wanna miss this. We only have two spots left, so hop in there and I will chat with you guys soon.